Welcome to another episode of the Dave Stockbridge Podcast. South Aussies love a local brand and real is now also proof of that. Coopers, Villies, Farmers Union, Ice Coffee are all local brands that South Aussies love to love. And when we set about creating real, that is exactly what we wanted to do. This month marks Reel's fourth birthday, and so to commemorate the occasion, I thought I would share a little bit about why I made the move to co-create a local brand, some real estate history, and some commentary on real estate franchise networks. For the first 17 years or so of my career, I had worked in some of the biggest real estate groups in the country, and the number one real estate brand in the world. And in that group, I achieved top 100 international status in a group comprising of over 110,000 agents at the time. In the last two years of working within the most successful real estate brand on the planet, I served as an, on an advisory committee to the board of directors. In that time, I learned a lot about how big real estate brands operate. It was towards the end of my tenure on that committee that I realized that the brand is very secondary to the agent. People don't trust brands, they trust the people within the brand. The brand that really matters in real estate is the agent themselves and that the agent's personal brand is usually relevant to a very specific community that they seek to serve, as opposed to the franchise brand that rarely holds any level of local relevancy if not supported by an effective local agent in the area. So why would an agent align themselves with a big brand then? Will franchises and national brands continue to grow into the future? These were the questions I was asking myself about five years ago. To understand how franchises in real estate got to almost saturation point about five or 10 years ago, you have to be aware of the history of real estate in this country. A real estate practice or agency really hadn't evolved dramatically from colonial times until really the 1970s, 1980s, whereby most real estate agencies were independent. They were more often than not family businesses. Not to be stereotypical, but the business structure was usually dad selling, mum attending to office duties, and uh, either a son or another family member helping out and occasionally a busy office may hire an extra pair of hands or uh, pop an extra helper on if running a few rentals. This is how real estate had always been in South Australia, but in the 1980s, regional brands began their national expansion. Ray White extended its influence outside of Queensland for the first time by way of organic growth and acquisition but was a few years behind the likes of LJ Hooker and the professionals, who seemingly had the jump in building national brands at the time. First National, Rain and Horn, Century 21 were seemingly popping up on every corner during the 1990s and early 2000s as independent officers scrambled to get on board with a bigger brand. By the mid-2000s, it was no longer cool to be an independent agent, unless you were a boutique appealing towards the top end of town. But even then, brands like Brock Partners evolved to become Brock Hardcourts and eventually just 
Harcourts. Indeed, Moles Pierce was the largest independent real estate group in the state, and they sold out to Century 21, as the franchises themselves sought out growth by any means necessary. Franchise groups crave growth, in fact. They derive their income from franchise fees, which are paid calculated on a percentage of the turnover a real estate agency generates, rather than how profitable the agency is. As any business person will tell you, turnover does not equate to profit, and it was not long before those who'd signed up to a franchise worked that out for themselves. So why was the allure of being a part of a big brand or a franchise network so great for so many agents? Well, strength in numbers was a strong motivator for a small business. For a small family business to get the support of a huge real estate network was attractive to many who otherwise would have, wouldn't have access to up-to-date training and infrastructure. The major financial carrot that was often dangled to potential franchisees, in fact, was the idea of a large referral network. So you've got to think 30 years ago, real estate was certainly done differently. With buyers going to the main street to personally visit real estate agents in their offices to find out what was on the market. You see, before the internet, there was only really the local paper to make you aware as to what might be on the market. And so buyers would often align themselves with an agent they liked and let that agent try and find them a home or simply often wait uh, for that agent to list something suitable for them. Contrast that now with how buyers find properties today, which is almost exclusively online with, with buyers really only meeting agents at the point of transaction. So to have a funnel of referrals of potential buyers and sellers 30 years ago from a national network would have been massively appealing to a mum and dad agency who had done it tough for years on their own. So too, the ability to tap into the technology of a major network uh, over the last 30 years or so would have proven invaluable to many. You see, I started selling real estate in the pre-internet era. Many agents didn't have mobile phones then. Most actually had pages. 20 years ago, a website cost between fifteen dollars and $35,000. So to pay franchise fees of 5 to 10% was justifiable in that you would, would have had to have spent a big chunk of that on a website and IT anyway if you'd stayed independent. So for many independent operators, it was a, an easy way they could plug into a big network and be immediately up to date with the latest technology, training and marketing materials. All things that would have been hard to access inexpensively in the pre-internet era. Now, all of those things can be accessed for very little expense, and in many cases can be accessed for free. A website now is more like $2,000 and $20,000, and the referrals that were promised never really came to the extent that they were ever substantially likely to offset the franchise fees. So it's easy to see why so many major industry players who were part of a national or international network have now since become independent. Sexton Glover Watts in the Adelaide Hills, Owens Castle in the city, Harris Real Estate are all independent brands playing at a world-class level without the support of major real estate brands and networks behind them. And yet, people love them even more for it. My relative success as an agent is because I observe the actions of the very best agents from around the world. 
The best agents from around the world are all working for real estate brands that you have never heard of. They're not in huge real estate networks, but they are very specialized, localized, and enjoy a strong regional following. So where does a big brand fit into the context of this equation? Well, for me, it simply doesn't. So why would I pay franchise fees to a franchise when I can pass those savings on to my clients? Well, exactly, why would I? So just over four years ago, I announced to my colleagues within my former real estate franchise that I was indeed leaving the brand to become independent. Much to my surprise, they said, great, let's leave together. So it was in that moment, the idea of real was born. We now have three offices across Adelaide servicing from Wallaroo to Kangaroo Island and all in between. Our brand is local and South Aussies love us for it in the same way they love Foodland, Farmers Union Ice Coffees and Billy's Meat Pies. We love those things that are from here, that are intrinsically a part of our community. We love brands that have their roots here and are unequivocally and unapologetically South Australian. In real estate, the brand is certainly secondary to the agent, but if the brand is an extension of the agent's values and ethics, then it would appear the public are very keen to support the brand and the agent even more. The fact that Real has been so warmly embraced by locals demonstrates how much people are keen to get behind a local brand. And of course, for this, I'm eternally grateful. I'm Dave from Real. I hope you enjoyed these hints and tips and insights and ideas, not just in terms of how it can benefit you in your real estate journey, but also to give you an oversight of the industry. And for those people that are from the industry that tune in from around the world, I know that I've spoken very specifically about our marketplace and the dynamics that take place here in Australia, but I'm sure you can take away a lot and apply it to your marketplace, and I hope you do. And until next week, I'll speak with you soon. Thanks for tuning in again to this episode of the Dave Sovereign Podcast. Please follow us on Facebook or subscribe to us on iTunes and we look forward to bringing you more next week.